Hey everyone. Hello. We're going to talk about fear. That's the topic for today's podcast. Yes. Um, fear is quite a present thing yeah. in my life, I think in the world at the moment. So it's a very uh, a topic which is good to talk about. Yeah, I was thinking of those type of things that you could be afraid of and you could list them. You could be like fear of starting a podcast without a plan, fear <laughs> of... Uh, I so love how you make me laugh in oh, our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, when I used to do, when I was starting out with my performance work, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty there coming up because it was very unknown. So there's the fear of the unknown. That's another thing. Mm. Maybe you could think of a job you're doing that you feel confident in because you've been doing it a while. Maybe you don't feel so much fear, but... If you do something new that you haven't done before, maybe there's fear there. So just a question quickly. Fear and anxiety, are they quite close? Like, are they the same? Or is well, what's the difference? Well, maybe this would be a good time to talk about how they're seen in Qigong and Chinese medicine. Mm. And when we... This goes back throughout history. This is quite a, a different uh, worldview, I guess. So emotions are seen as affecting the chi, the life force of our body. When we feel an emotion, it sends a message to to the life force of our body, to our chi, to behave in a certain way. Mm. And from a chi perspective, the most beneficial way is, of being is to be in a calm and relaxed natural state because then you're sending this message to the body I'm calm, I'm relaxed, and then the body is calm and relaxed. So the chi feels the thought, it responds to the thought, and the body responds to the chi. Yes. So thought is not empty. And when we look at the emotions, two, two emotions connected to what you're talking about, anxiety, and then connected to fear. First is the spleen. It's like the digestion. So spleen in the Chinese medicine, it's not literally the spleen in western medicine but the spleen in chinese medicine it's connected to the spirit of thought and when we get into overthinking stress worry anxiety mm. that that starts to not chi up that yeah. gives the instruction to chi do you know that feeling when you start thinking when you can't get out of ruminating when you yes. can't stop thinking and the body starts tying itself up in knots. Well, the funny thing about me is that I think about myself not to have many of these emotions, uh -huh. but only because I, they are very well hidden. Yeah. I've discovered that lately. That's why this this theme of fear and anxiety is so interesting to me because um, my acupuncturist, all my acupuncturists throughout my life, when they take my pulse, they always ask me if I'm anxious yeah. and stressed. And I always say, no, I'm not. And and I think there is something to see for me, finally. There is some anxiety, there is some fear there. So when when you talk about this overthinking, I say, no, I'm not overthinking, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I don't. So so that might be a topic we could really, I think that could be the 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 meat of this conversation, if you like, the, the essence of this conversation would be there's another type of fear that you've brought up, which is hidden fear. Mm -hmm. um, there's another thing I would like to talk about here, 
So that's spleen, and it's connected more to yes, it's connected to anxiety, and but it's the common understanding from people is overthinking. Mm. The kidney, and this is interesting too, because you can relate it to the adrenals. Oh my God, I just kidney realized is, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explain it. The kidney, when the kidney chi, the emotion that damages the kidney, the emotions that damage the kidney rather, are fear, fright, and high-level anxiety. And they have an action of chi, just like the overthinking knots your chi up, they disperse the chi. Mm. Um, actually disperse the chi downward. Mm. And I notice... I've been working on some really deep patterns at the moment. Might get to, time to talk about them in this session. How, when I'm in a state of fright, my chi is kind of scattered, like mm. dispersed, and that feeling. So, so these emotions. The only other thing I'll add is that animals feel these emotions in a survival situation, yeah. but they very quickly return to a natural state again. So. I love the wild goats around here, and the so funny. If you can scare one, if you can get close enough to scare one, it will run. But it will only run to as far as it thinks it's until it thinks it's safe, and then it will just go. Even a gunshot, they will they'll be frightened for a while, and they'll come back to yeah total just blissed out neutral state. Just mm, now, I'm just happy, and I'm eating grass, kind of a thing. Yeah, and I guess. What what um, that option of running for them, mm. that natural kind of thrive of running is actually supporting that. Yeah, you know that 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 you kind of disperse that fear because often with us in our past when we went through trauma or something, mm. we we didn't actually do the running or we weren't we yeah. had to suppress you know how we really felt. But what I what I noticed before, um, there is another word under the kidneys and that is willpower. Yes, that's and, the and positive quality of the kidney of of well, the kidney. I can see. Of, yeah, that's positive. But I can see with me, you know, me discovering now fears I haven't seen before. I can see that my willpower was strong enough to suppress all of that all for right. all these years. Yeah. And and so now I'm kind of allowing myself to explore the possibility that there is some fear and anxiety present in me. And it's quite a, a revelation. Is that the right word, or is it yeah, revelation? It's actually revelation. quite um, beautiful. It's quite tender. It's kind of like falling in love with yourself because what happens is there's parts of ourself where we did get frightened and we did get scared, and because we don't know how to deal with them, we kind of shut off from them. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things we did there. We we created behaviors and patterns to stop ourselves feeling that space again. Mm. But deep down, we still do feel that space. So deep down, for a lot of us, because a lot of us were babies and and young children, yeah. and before, and even just looking at our ancestors and, and the the types of situations that they had to go through, it's it, we've had a lot of scary experiences. Yeah. But for a lot of us the way we've dealt with that is by shutting it off and just going, can't deal with that, move forward with life and then we leave a part of ourselves behind and it 
And what I've been experiencing lately with my pattern work is it does feel very tender. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just start crying, you know, because it's, it's hard to not go into that mm. space when I find, when I see something I didn't want to see. But at the same time, it feels very beautiful because you're seeing something that needs to be seen and it feels very healing. Yes. Yeah. So I, I really love about um, our range way of working with all of this, how it's a, such a gentle way of going step by step. You know, you, mm. you like we are both on this path of doing pattern work now for quite a few years, and there's always another step we can move mm. up or down or whatever you would call it um, to go to that to that very deepest layer, like the peeling the onion and. Mm for me now to be able to see these hidden fears all the other work needed to be done first yeah and so if somebody three years ago would have said to me just be honest and feel your fears i would have said no there are no fears like i can't i can't feel it Mm. because i could not feel it it was just so well hidden and packed away and suppressed and dissociated and now I'm able to start to feel it. And this is something which is so important that we don't, so that we, it's easy to say don't suppress because sometimes mm. you don't even know that you suppress. But as soon as we do feel something, and for me, my fear is felt as a little zing stab type of thing in my heart. Okay. That's mm-hmm. how I know that there is fear present. Yeah. Um, and so now I know that because all of a sudden I can feel it. Each time when it happens, I feel this yeah. thing. I haven't felt it before. So now I can say, okay, I feel you. And I can explore this feeling Yeah. instead of pushing it straight away away because it's so scary. Mm. And so now I have that choice to face it, to feel it. Mm. And the amazing thing is at some stage... I can actually transform it. I can mm. choose something else. But first, I really need to become aware of the fear. Yeah. Yeah, those stages of like facing it. And instead of running away from it, once you can face it. And I don't, as we talk about this in a podcast, I don't want to make this sound easy. It's not easy. <laughs> um, I've been a Renshaw practitioner for 15, 16 years, and, and I'm still going deeper into the process and you know there's a lot of different parts to the practice there's the standing form even and that gives you the the solidity of the conscious the ability to these are meditation techniques that hold the mind that train you to hold the mind steady because when a lot of emotion is coming up yeah what do you want to do you want to run away you don't want to face the emotion yeah so you have to have taught yourself to stay steady with it yeah and then Essentially, what you want to do is understand it, because if you understand it, well, then you can decide, do I want to be afraid of it, or is there a different way? Yes. Do I? Once you understand your fears, that's part of that transformation process. I think I could actually just pick a more trivial example. Sometimes, oh. One time I discovered that I had a pattern that I was afraid of snakes. I've never even seen a live snake, but I got this memory of this Indiana Jones movie when I was a kid. Mm. I was a little kid. We're in the movies, 
and he gets thrown into this pit of snakes mm. and and uh he goes snakes i hate snakes and it's his catchphrase <laughs> yeah and there's another movie as well it's a superman movie but the thing was i saw these movies when i was four or five or something and yeah. and my brain didn't really understand that i watched a movie it took it in as quite a scary event yeah and and it also triggered earlier patterns that i'd created and that they kind of built on each other so what i did was i just went and watched a youtube video uh first i typed in can snakes feel emotions you know so I go and google can snakes feel emotions and apparently they can't and that didn't okay. help me feel better about snakes <laughs> at all. But then, so, you know, but then as I re- watch a bit about snakes on YouTube, I can learn about them. And then I can um, watch, then I rewatched the video, the, the video again. And so I can replace fear with understanding and knowledge. Yeah. Rather than run away from the fear, I can move into that space and find out if the fear was founded yeah. or not. Because if it's founded, then. If it's, you might I, have to run away. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're often we're just running away all the time. Or, yeah. It's an understatement. When you really <laughs> get to the deep, you know, you find that a lot of times you're running away all the mm. time from imaginary fears. Yes. What I like about the work how Rancho is doing is really, or at least that's how I am understanding it. Because at the moment I'm trying to, you know, feel these fears, but sometimes you don't have the chance in the moment when you feel it mm. to really allow yourself to feel it. Like before you said something in the beginning of the podcast and I could feel that that fear. Mm. And and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I couldn't, you know, we were talking, I couldn't go into and feeling it. Mm. So I know, I know now there is some fear there. So what I do is when I have time, I sit down in our Lingyuan, which is a method which works with these things, and then I can go in and look at that fear. So we don't always have to follow the fear in the moment, yeah. you know, because that could also be like I'm reading news and there is something really horrible going on again. So if I and I feel fear, mm-hmm. then, you know, I could get stuck in it and I could start to go crazy in my mind around how bad everything is. That is not very helpful. What yeah. is more helpful is when I feel that fear, I notice it. And then if there is a way of stepping out of the fear for the moment, like, for mm-hmm. example, by connecting to the heart, that can help. Then I would do that. But then I would again afterwards say, oh, when I read this news, I felt all that fear. What is it about? And then I can go deep and deep and deep into that yeah. um, feeling and what the cause is. And normally what's going on is something very, very deep and also universal. Uh, uh, most people are feeling fear, but not aware that they're feeling it, but they are experiencing the consequences of that fear on their body. Yes, you're right. And so there's a pattern in Renshui, we call it the pattern of avoiding and hiding. So one of the ways in which I wasn't facing my fear recently, and I've just actually kind of walked through the door on this particular pattern and seen the other side of it, like seen what that fear was about, and part of that was the core events. But, But before that... I just, every time I do this Lingyuan process of seeing my patterns, I would get to this phrase that would kind of come up. It would be, I don't want to know. 
And so, and then after I don't want to know, I couldn't see any deeper. So the Lingyuan is, it's like a dream. You kind of fall into the space and you start to see where your thoughts come from and, and feelings and, and it's very amazing, but it's, it's a method. So we're not teaching the method here mm. in this podcast. It can't be taught here, but it's a very specific method and it builds. It's also what we call the eighth method in Yuan Gong. So there's actually a whole series of methods, including methods before that, that focus on developing the heart because the heart actually would be worth mentioning that part now, mm. how the, how, when you can get your heart to a good space, the strength that, 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 that has is give, is the strength that you need to overcome these things, these fears and other. They work together. Feelings. Yeah. The the stronger our heart is, the stronger the state of our heart is of trust, for example, and openness mm. and love, the more we are able to look at our patterns courageously because yeah. it, it does need a lot of courage. And the more we solve patterns, the more we can get into that more unconditional place yeah. of heart state um what i wanted to say about lingyuan too is really how it is so amazing that it gives us uh, a safe place to really go deep into into an emotion which is not beneficial to us like we mm. see it you know it has negative effects on our body on our relationships and if we look at totality which is like everything is connected not nothing is separated from mm. each other it also has a not so positive effect on everything yeah. when when i'm in fear and i'm not saying that this is a bad thing okay we we need to make sure that fear is not bad but fear is not beneficial because it doesn't have many positive effects um on anything but once we are actually noticing fear consciously, mm. the good thing about Lingyuan is we take the time to look at it very deeply and then we get a choice because we we can choose as soon as we have seen the depth of our fear and we have acknowledged it and we have um, understood it and we have compassion for it, we can say, oh, Oh yeah, I feel this fear mm. and I know it, but I choose now, you know, that state of heart we were talking about where there is a lot of trust and love present. Yeah. And that choice, um, you know, where if I would say, I don't want fear, I choose love, but I don't do anything about understanding the fear then I would again suppress it. Exactly. So yeah. so to change something, you first have to understand it. Mm -hmm. There's a process there. Another thing that just popped into my mind was how the opposite could be if we really strongly identify with an emotion or a feeling or a way of acting as part of our personality, and then we build a kind of a, a fortress around that of justification and, and this is who I am. Mm -hmm. So... An example could be, let's say someone, and I've spoken to a couple of friends recently who have done the, the training to be Ren Shui teachers, 
but they haven't started teaching yet or they haven't taught very much. They could teach a lot more, in my personal opinion. But let's say someone has a gift and they want to share that gift with the world, but then the fear comes in and says, oh, I can't do that, I won't be safe. Maybe that fear's visible to them, you know, or maybe it's not visible because of the pattern of avoiding and hiding, but yeah. they identify so strongly with this other voice that says, I can't do that, I won't be safe, that they will never put themselves out there. Whatever it is, a musician, an artist, or maybe it's, I should have this kind of job, Da, 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 but then there's a deeper feeling in them that they could be something else, but they won't go to that deeper feeling because of the fear. Because they, I, one of the reasons is that you identify with the fear. Yeah. You listen to, you say, well, that fear is me, it's a part of me, I can't change it. Mm. Well, you don't, no one says you have to change it, but it does come with consequences. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the fear itself doesn't feel very triggered if we listen to it. Because yeah. the fear says, don't talk to that person, it's too scary. Yeah. So then you go through your life never talking to people, if you can, that's yeah. ideal. Yeah. And But then but then those few times when you do push the fear, oh, it's tricky, isn't it? It's You need to see it, you need to yeah. see it, and you need to transform it, really. But it's a process, and there's yeah. some stumbling blocks, and it's also about identifying where you might need support on some of these things as yes. well because it's a quite a, a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. Uh, and it can open up some very vulnerable spaces that I've opened up things in this process that, that once you know something about yourself, you can't unknow it. <laughs> and and then you're like, oh, I wish it would be nice to be ignorant. Yeah. But that's that's with everything. That That is actually with everything. But again, we always have to start with ourselves because we could say, you know, we can know so much about this world and how things work um, too, and we're ignorant to them. But we always bring it back to ourselves. I need, by, by starting to see what is going on in myself, I can change the world because we are not separate yeah. from each other. It does come down to that. Yeah. It's all a totality. And, um, you know, most teaching actually talk about that and range here definitely big times. And you can come across what you want to uncover as a more authentic version of yourself that is what you're meant to be in this world without being controlled by fear. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you need to do something and you feel deep in your heart this is what I need to do then those patterns and fears they don't make the decision for you and there's a process there because maybe at some point you've seen them so completely that you've transformed them completely that you don't even have fear anymore yes but other times maybe you need to navigate well how am I going to work with that pattern that I don't want it to control my life but I also have to acknowledge that it's still here right yes. now you know so there's that it's an interesting keeping preventing the hiding because sometimes you know um we like i can see most definitely that in me there is this want there to change the fear there is that that want there to be free of fear yeah but if i would just unconditionally trust and just flow with what comes in every present moment then that fear will be transformed in the way and in the time it needs 
it's also not very compassionate to that part of yourself sure. because that part of yourself had an experience when you were young and, and it keeps perceiving reality through that lens of that experience. Mm. And it feels unheard when you keep just going, I'm not afraid. When you create a story, I'm not afraid. I'm just going to do this. Sometimes you're just overriding yeah. that part of yourself that needs to be heard again. And what sometimes prevents us actually to look at our fears is the fear that things might change. Because we always think that, oh, if I don't have fear anymore, I will be a different person. I will not do things anymore. I do now or I might not want to be with that person anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Like I see it in me. I... I really do what I love to do, but I very often do it with this pattern of fear. Mm. So I can imagine that when I have transformed this fear, I might still do exactly the same thing, yeah. but there will be a different chi field in, in and around me while I'm doing it and how I'm doing it. So mm. it's kind of like... You know, that is something people need to know. It's not always necessarily that things, the external world changes. It's the internal world that changes. Yeah. And I also want to bring up, when you look at the situation in the world today, there's a lot of things that I believe will be driven by fear. For example, maybe greed is driven by fear one reason of greed it's a complicated topic but if someone felt they had enough and that they were completely safe and had also made sure that they were that that their needs were taken care of they'd taken sensible measures to make sure their needs were taken care of and they felt safe yes. they might not feel like they need as much and so so that sort of intense greed and intense need to have things it's a funny thing to that's a funny pattern to have that greed because it's a it's like a hole that can't be filled because yeah. you're always worried let's say you've got a million dollars but if you're worried about losing a million dollars that sounds terrifying yeah <laughs> and the, it, how much would you need to because there is there is a there is numbers in different societies there mm -hmm. probably is a number of how much you need to to live a comfortable life in anything above that yep. isn't necessary. But how much security would you need to put in place to make sure that you never lost that? Yeah. You know? And the opposite can be the case too. I don't know what the opposite of greed is, but let's say lack. You know, somebody who needs to live on the, on the streets mm -hmm. because... Fear could also be a cause for that, you know, fear of yeah. of um, not being loved and then they can't kind of build relationships fear or yeah. fear of connections or yeah, whatever. Exactly. So I think fear is probably quite an underlying problem for most of fear our of, human fear of, problems. Fear of losing, fear of death, fear of losing loved ones, fear of losing property. And we can. Or we can take all the appropriate measures and we should take appropriate measures to look after ourselves, but life may take a turn that was unexpected anyway. Yes. What my to-go-to thing is really when it comes to fear, 
um, after I felt it or when I notice it, but I can't go deeper is really that simple thing we can do. And that is go into our, in my heart. But I know some people don't really, they, if they don't have experience with this, they might say, what do you mean with going into your heart? Mm. So what I do mean is like, I'm talking about the heart center, which is in the chest area. And we all have a very beautiful, bright heart, which is filled with love and trust and openness. But the fears are kind of blocking the way to it, more or less. But when I notice fear, I can say, okay, I know that heart is there, so I'm going to try to connect to it. And sometimes it works, you know, all of a sudden you can connect into this um, feeling of love and it takes a bit the edge off the moment. And then later on I can say, okay, this fear I had this morning, I need to look at that. Yeah. But I didn't lose it in the moment. Yeah. And so often one of the things you were just saying there is return to a good state initially yeah. and look at the fear fresh from a good place yeah. when you feel ready. And for some people, breath can be a great way of mm. stepping out of that kind of moment of intense emotion. I can just think of breathing into my abdomen, mm. which tells the brain that there is no danger because fear has to do with feeling in danger. What I One thing I notice is that when I'm in a pattern and an emotion, emotional state is a good clue that I'm in a pattern, that's going to trigger a whole lot of other patterns as well. So that mm -hmm. might even trigger anger and defensiveness or, 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 or just not being authentic and being tricky and, and, yeah. and all sorts of different patterns come into play. So at that point, just saying, oh, I'm in a pattern, not a problem. Let's see what I can do to return to a good place. Then I can look at it. Yeah. That can be very powerful. Yeah. Any emotion can be a way in to see. And when we talk in Renshu about emotion, we talk about non-beneficial emotions, emotions mm. which are not having a positive effect on our chi and mm. on our life force. Mm. So that, for example, it can be anger or... And I know there is a lot of justification for anger going on, and I'm not saying that anger is a bad thing, but... Anger has also quite a few negative effects. So it's good if we can um, use these emotions to say, okay, I want to look at this. Mm. What's going on for me? Why do I feel angry? Mm. And then, you know, get a positive Because um, we can, a person can basically, and this really does apply to us as well, say you can look at your life and say, Am I happy with everything in my life? Do I have a wonderful relationship with every person I meet? Is my health just wonderful? Am I happy all the time? And then there's basically after that, you can say, you can look around, you can say, well, if the answer is no, then you need to look for someone to, let's use the word blame, it's a bit of a strong word. But if I go, no, I'm not happy must be this other person in the room. Sabina, why am I not happy? Make me, you know. Because I'm such an angry person. Yeah, but, <laughs> but in the, this process of, of life cultivation is turn it around, look back at yourself and say, if I'm not happy, is there something in me that I can change? 
because that's where the power lies. It's very empowering. Yes. It's very transformative. And just because you said it the way you see it, we also need to say that sometimes a boundary might be needed. You know, mm -hmm. if I would be that angry person here in the room with mm -hmm. you, then you may have to say instead of me just, you know, coming at you with all this anger, you might have to say, hey, 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 Sabina, I'll say, hold on. What's do you know what I'll say? I'll, let us know in the comments who you think was right. <laughs> That'd be a good line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we didn't do that bad, talking that about nice. this quite, quite, yeah, quite big really topic. Nice. And as always, we have only scratched on the surface mm. of it. There's so much yeah. to feel. Yeah, totally. And that space of being in your heart, is, if, if you're talking with someone and you're in your heart, they will open up to you. So, you know, if you see a friend and you say to them, how are you? And you say it very genuinely, they will tell you how they are. Mm, but true. if you say to them, but if you, but if you're not in your heart and you say, how are you? They'll just say, fine, thanks. Yeah. So it's about, can we be in our heart for ourselves to know how we're really feeling? Yes. And in some ways when we Don't are. Don't just say fine, thanks to yourself because <laughs> that's disingenuous. It's not true. Yeah. Unless you are, then high five. Yeah. yeah. And when we are in our heart and we ask somebody, how are you? And even if they say, I'm fine, if we are in our heart, we feel if yeah. they are fine or not. And so if they say, I'm fine, and we notice that, you know, there is there is maybe something mm. there, then we can just have compassion for them and yeah. do our best to to be the best friend possible. Sometimes you learn that with friends that you find out, later that there's been something going on for them and, mm. and then you're like oh i wish i could have been it was more present and more aware of how they were feeling so it's, it's important to pay attention and be there in your heart with people and with yourself and the more we learn to be in our heart and have you know worked with our own patterns the more we can actually be present with everybody yes so it's, it's a, all so interconnected it's a process it? yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else we need to say for now? No. Just go into your heart as often as you can, even if there's no fear there, right now, for example. Mm. Thank okay. you for listening. Thank you so much.